just a couple minutes tonight. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7. Read two verses and we will jump right into this message tonight. Praise God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 7. Jesus is speaking. Verse number 13. He said, enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. And verse 14 gives another way. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way. Which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Two ways. There's a way to death and eternal damnation. God, thank God, He has made a way of escape. There's two ways that we can take. And I've come to preach this question to us, to somebody or somebody's tonight. This is the question. Which way are you headed? Which way are you headed? Will you help me pray that for the next few minutes that God would talk to somebody that needs a life-changing experience in this house tonight? God, I pray in the name of Jesus. I have felt the anointing begin to flow in this house. God, I have felt the power of the Holy Ghost begin to move. God, I pray in Jesus' name that you would speak to us and through us right now in the name of the Lord. God, I pray tonight someone's life will forever be changed. God, I pray in Jesus' name that tonight somebody could be baptized with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. God, I pray tonight someone will rededicate, reconsecrate, God, their life unto you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Somebody give Him praise right now and glory. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Don't want to be remiss, but I do want to say how awesome it is to see my friends able to be in the house of the Lord tonight with us, brother and sister Mercer. I love both of you. You are amazing. Great, great couple. We love you. So good you're here, able to be here tonight. Brother Mercer and I have something in common. We both married up. Amen. It's the truth. Sorry to tell you, burst your bubble, Brother Mercer, but <laughs> praise God. We God shined out on us. Praise God. How many are glad and thankful for the Lord tonight? Amen. There was a restaurant ever since I read an article years ago about how unhealthy their hamburgers are. Even though I really enjoyed them at the time, I don't think I've been back to their restaurant because they were voted at one time. And if they've changed, I've not heard of it. But if it has, let me know. I may go back. But there's this place called Burger King. It has one of the most unhealthiest burgers. So I figure if I'm going to get a burger, there's so many other places I can go. At least feel a little bit better about having a greasy burger. Praise God. Burger King has had a, a slogan for a long time. And it's, you can have it. Your way. Amen. And I understand that. I, I Everywhere I go, I, and the people make fun of me, especially family. 
I, 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 there's things I don't like on, on food. Some things I think just makes food taste horrible, and that's like things like onions. This nasty stuff they spread all over stuff, and it's called cheese. I know. Now you all going to make fun of me and think I'm weird too. So I, I like the concept that you can have it your way, and you can design it the way you want it. And, uh, but I do that everywhere I go. <laughs> Could I get that? And I even went to a restaurant years ago and looked on the menu, and they said that they had a cheeseburger on the menu, but they didn't have a regular hamburger on the menu. And I looked at the waitress, and I said, I'd like a cheeseburger with no cheese. I got that funny look. Why didn't you just order a hamburger? She, she got smart with me, like, because she was thinking I was trying to be smart. I said, well, because it's not on the menu. <laughs> she grabbed the menu. She's looking. She goes, you're absolutely right. There's no hamburger on the menu. Probably why they're not in business anymore. <laughs> Salvation, you can't have it just your way. You can't get to heaven just any old way. Je- Jesus said in John chapter 14, He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You cannot be saved. It was already mentioned. Brother Scott took us to John 3 when Jesus told Nicodemus, Except the man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot even see the kingdom of God, much less walk on streets of gold and sing with an angelic choir. You can't even see or go to heaven. You can't enter into the pearly gates unless you are born of the water and of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. And I'm thankful that I have a revelation. I'm thankful for the Word of God that I know who He is and that I was baptized in Jesus' name, that I found the way. Praise God. Hallelujah. In the Old Testament, the word in the English language way, the Hebrew word is derek. It is literally a road, a route, or, and I love this definition, it is a means to an end. That's what roads are for. Roads are to get you from point A to point B. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the only road that can get you from point A where you are to where you need to be. I am the only route you can take to get to heaven. Jesus said, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. There's a boldness right now in this place. I've come to tell somebody. I pray you get the revelation right now in this service. Jesus Christ is the only route, the only way you can get to heaven. The Greek word hodos in the Old Testament and the Hebrew, the New Testament is from the Greek, but it, the word way is the Greek word, but it has the same meaning. It's a road, it's a route, it's an, a, a means to an end. And I've come to tell somebody tonight, you need to look at your life, look at the path that you're taking, look at the road that you're on, and you need to look both ways. There's one way that, that leads to death. But there's another way that you can take that leads to eternal life. I've come to preach somebody tonight. I don't know who you are, but God knows who you are. 
There is somebody that God is reaching for in this service. God is saying, I have made a way. This is your time. This is your season. This is an opportunity for you to come to an altar. Repent of your sins. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Praise God. I thought that was an awesome thought. I hadn't really quite had it phrased like that. Brother Scott told us the devil wasn't as much trying to get them to eat of the tree of knowledge because he knew he, they would fall and, and he knew that they would, that was sin and that was disobedience. But he, the reason he wanted them to sin was that he wanted them to lose access to the tree of life. That's what false doctrine does. I'm going to change the knowledge. I'm going to try to change the way. And the reason there's false doctrines and false... Oh, you just accept the Lord as your personal Savior and you'll be saved. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Accepting Christ and repenting and acknowledging who He is is a good first step. But there is so much more than that. God has so much more love and so much more power for you than just that. Oh, praise God. So I've heard it said, and I've never seen it done. Thank God, don't plan on it. But they say there's more than one way to skin a cat. I don't know who came out. Who wants to skin a cat? I looked up, I don't even know where that comes from. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Oh, really? What's another way? I like. But I understand the point. They say, there's more than one way of doing things. Well, there is only one way to get to heaven. And there is one way to go to hell. And the way to hell is very broad and open. Matter of fact, the way to hell is just any old way will do. But there is a straight gate and a narrow way that leads to eternal life. There is only one way. There's one Lord. There's still one faith. There's still one baptism. Well, I I don't think that, I just don't feel like, well, if you ask me, I'm not asking you, I'm asking the Word of God. And the only plan of salvation I can find in the Scripture is you got to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and you got to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. There is only one way. only one way to be saved Isaiah 48 and 17 thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer the Holy One of Israel I am the Lord thy God which teacheth thee to profit which leads thee by the way that thou should go God has taken you by the hand he's trying to lead you in the path that he wants you to take he is the way he is the route he is the only means to heaven He said, "You anyone trying to go any other way is a thief or a robber. You can't get through the pearly gates without going through Jesus Christ. Exodus 18. I know this is Old Testament. Just setting some, some groundwork here. Thou shalt teach them ordinances and the laws, and shalt show them the way wherein they must walk. 
and the work that they must do. When Moses was, was getting and receiving the Ten Commandments, God gave, gave him the, the mandate to instruct and to teach the, the, the children of God how they should walk. How they should live. He said there's only one way. There's some commandments you're going to have to keep. There's some things and statutes that you're going to have to walk and abide by if you are going to make it. There's only one way. Can I tell the New Testament church? There is still only one way. Matter of fact, you can read throughout the entire Bible, the Old Testament all the way through Revelation, the New Testament into Revelation. The, 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 the road to heaven is full of one-way signs. If I had it, I would have brought it and stuck it up here. Have you ever seen a one-way sign? It has a one-way and it has an arrow, the right way to go. I remember they used to have this thing in high school called driver's ed. My driver's ed instructor was a guy named, maybe some of you had him, I don't know, Mr. Miller. And they would kind of go from school to school and they had the little trailers they would drop. you do the simulated driving. Remember those? That was all fun and games. And we'd try to, you know, drive off the road on purpose. You know, we'd do some fun things, you know, and until you really got behind the wheel. But I tell you, any apostolic, Pentecostal apostolic gets in driver's head, I'm telling you, it'll make you pray through. Because we had this little itty-bitty car. There were three high school kids in the back seat. One student driving, and there's old Mr. Miller in the front seat with a brake and an accelerator on his side. Car had pedals on both sides, but not a steering wheel. There was a little girl that was in our class, and she got really nervous. We were going downtown over there off of 24th Street. We came up, and I thought, I mean, how could you miss it? The sign is, you know, Size of a house, one way. We got to go this way, and she goes the other. They they laugh at us for shouting, but Mr. Miller did some shouting in the front seat. He's not even Pentecostal. Hit the brake. Tried to ask what she was doing. I'm thinking, isn't it obvious? (laughs) I got it. And I'm in the back seat. That was the beginning of my back seat driving. (laughs) But the Word of God is full of one-way signs. Deuteronomy 6 and 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Just one. Just one. From the very beginning all the way to the end, there's just one God. The same God robed himself in flesh. His name is Jesus. God is spirit. He took on the, the form of a man. God was manifested in the flesh. That's why he said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and my Father are one. The only way to get to heaven is through the one Savior, Jesus Christ. Ephesians 4, there is one body. There is one spirit, even as you are called in in one hope of your calling. 
right here behind me in the next verse, there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's one, one way signs throughout the entire Bible. There's one God and Father of all who's above all, through all, and in you all. Praise God. But you can't have it both ways. 1 John chapter 2, the writer said, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Jesus put it this way, No man can serve two masters. You'll love one and hate the other, or cling to one and despise the other. You can't straddle the fence in living for God. And there, can I just tell you tonight, there's no such thing as the best of both worlds. Can I talk to somebody that's full of the Holy Ghost tonight? There's no such thing as the best of both worlds. You can't have the Holy Ghost live for God and try to think you can live for God on Sunday and have the best of the world on Monday. You can't have the... There's no such thing as the best of both. There's only the best of one world. There's only one way that brings the best. We read in Exodus 32... When Moses stood at the gate of the camp and he said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. Moses drew a line in the sand. I ain't got time to preach all of it, but he said, You're either on that side or you're on this side. Matter of fact, the ground swallowed up some that stood on the opposite side of Moses and the people of God. God is drawing a line in the sand and He's saying, you can't have the best of both worlds. You can't live for God and live in the world. He's saying, which side do you want to live on? Where do you want to fall on? tree follows so shall I'm gonna when this tree falls I want it to fall on the side of mercy I want it to fall on the side of salvation I want to fall on the side you can't live on both sides of the fence at the same time hell has a theme song by the way in case you didn't know it I did it my way the writer in Proverbs wrote a verse in Proverbs 14 and 12 and Proverbs 16 and 25. He only changed one word between the two, two verses. Verse 12 and 14 says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Chapter 16, verse 25 he wanted people to hear that again. When, when, you know, a lot of times when the Bible repeats itself, it's trying to get somebody's attention. Because Proverbs 16, 25, only two chapters later, he says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. He says it almost exactly the same way. He's saying, Which way are you headed? He's asking, what direction are you taking? What road are you taking? What route are you taking? There is a way. There is a way. Seemeth right. But the end. The end. I want to tell somebody tonight, you've been walking away, and if, it's, if you're walking away from God, a little pun intended there if you didn't catch it, but if you're walking away from God, I've come to tell you there's some, hold up a spiritual wrong way sign. 
I want to hold up a spiritual wrong way sign. You're going the wrong way. There's a way that, that seemeth right, that, 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 that just appears it's right, it looks right. Everybody else is taking this way. That's a broad way. Everybody seems to be going, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm going the, the way Jesus, Jesus made for me. Why? Because I want to see Him face to face. I want to, I want to have peace and joy in my life. and I want to be saved. We are living in a lost world, a crazy world. I mean, where th- everything that's right is called wrong. Everything wrong is, is propagated and pushed out by the media and by our culture that it's right. right. There are some things that are abominations to God. I didn't have this in my notes, but I'm going to go here. There's some things in the Old Testament that are wrong, that were abominations to God. And, and a lot of these abominations, they're still wrong. Brother Pearson alluded to some of it this morning for trying to save our kids. And we, we want our kids to be saved. And we better be careful which way that we take. I'm going to jump a little bit in my notes. But what this generation does in moderation, the next generation will do in excess. We were sitting at lunch. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost trying. We were sitting at lunch today and, and, and talking with Brother Pearson and Brother Scott. You were there, Brother Eisenhower. We were there we were sitting across from him, and, and he said there was a pastor. I won't give an organization or anything. I'm not, that's not the point. But he, the pastor was, he said, that, uh, he knows the pastor. The pa- he heard this from the pastor. This is, he said, this is a true story. The pastor was, was, we were talking about, you know, we give a little bit here and it's going to make a big difference down there. And what we do here in moderation, but that in the next generation, the next generation, he said there was a pastor that said, God, and he said, he, the pastor prayed this and asked God, he said, God, if I stay with, with these tenants and this organization and this, this faith, this belief right now, if I stay with this group and his local group, that he was, he was, if I stay with this, will I be saved? He said, God told him, he said, yes, you'll be saved. But your kids won't. I want my kids to be saved. I want my grandsons to be saved. It's here a little, there a little, little folding of the hands. I'll give a little beer. Apostolic Rock Church has found the way, and I'm walking in, I'm staying in the way. Brother Monks, I want to be saved, but I want the next generation to be saved. God's been doing some miraculous things here. At the We've had people healed in their body from cancer, all kinds of things. There is a reason why God has been blessing like He is. because there are some Holy Ghost filled, holy lifestyle living, praying, fasting saints. I wasn't going to get into all that, but I get okay. I said I wasn't going to be very long. How long have I been? I got five minutes, or I know I've been up here longer than five minutes. I'm like, Brother Fight, once you get wound up, it's hard to stop. <laughs> Proverbs 1, he said, My son, walk not thou in the way with them. He's talking about the enemy, the way of the world. Refrain, refrain thy foot from their path, for their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Next chapter, Proverbs 2, he said, That thou mayest walk. In the way of good men. And keep the paths of the righteous. The Lord told us to seek first the kingdom and His righteousness. I've found the way. I want to stay in the way. I'm pursuing the way. That leads to everlasting eternal life. Second Peter chapter 2. Which have 
forsaken the right way. Some have left it. Some have left the right way and are gone astray following the way of Balaam, the son of Moser, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. He's talking about that generation of then. But this generation today, they are in love with the wrong way. That's the truth. We're living in a generation. They love sin. They love the wrong way. They flaunt. They have parades about the wrong way. About sin. I'm just going to... They want to put sin right there up front and go, look at that. Isn't that good? We have scripture that says they're going to call good evil and evil good. Hello? Brother Piercy, I'm still in the book. That's the generation we're living in. And if we're not careful and we give in to that way, where is our kids going to end up? First Kings 18, Elijah came to the people and he said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. They were scared, I think, to answer. They knew that was a man of God and he's going to call fire from heaven. You've got to decide for yourself which way you're going to take. God never chooses sides, by the way. You know that? He asks us to choose His side. Even Joshua, they're getting ready to take the promised land. Here comes Joshua. Moses is gone. They've been in the wilderness for 40 years. And here they come, finally going to come. They're going to cross the, well, they just crossed the Jordan River. They're going to take, take uh, Jericho. The walls are going to come down. He didn't know how it was going to happen. He didn't know the walls were going to come down yet. But he comes, and here's a man with a sword drawn. And Joshua says, Hey, are you on my side or the enemy's side? He said, Nay, neither. I'm the captain of the Lord's host. It was an angel. Joshua began to worship God right there. I'm not on your side. I'm not on the enemy's side. I'm on God's side. Pastor, will you, whose side are you going to take? God's every time. You, you know how you can win an argument? You get on God's side, and if they'll get on God's side, y'all reconcile. But somebody don't want to get on God's side, and somebody that does, you're going to have a hard day. This is good marriage counseling right now. Some of you wives will be like, honey, you need to get on God's side. And wives, you're probably right. <laughs> now the men go, hey, why are you throwing us under the bus? God doesn't choose sides. He asks us to choose sides. Matter of fact, it's, it's Joshua that says, and Joshua, he says later on, he says, choose you this day who you're going to serve. I chose God's side a long time ago. He said, I'm still choosing God's side. I found the way and I'm holding on to the way. I found the way and I'm walking therein. I'm holding on to the way. I'm glad. I still like that song. I have found the way that leads to endless day. Anyone thankful you found the way? And I'll try to hurry. Matthew 16. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. I said a couple weeks ago, it's important that we have a cross to bear. If I don't have a cross to carry, how can I sacrifice the flesh? 
For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? I'm telling you, if you find the way, walk therein. There is nothing like walking in the way of the Lord. I told the young man, Brother Pearson mentioned, him, mentioned it this morning. He said, come. He said, take up your cross and follow me. He said, you'll have treasure in heaven. You see, when you, follow, when you follow him and you walk in his way, you'll have treasure in heaven. But if you walk in the way of the wicked, you'll become a trinket or a treasure of hell. Two ways. Two paths. One choice. Talked with some students a while back. Said you have the right to the choice. You don't have the right to choose the consequence of that choice. We live in a society, they want to choose sin and they want to choose to do things and they want to choose to get drunk and get behind the wheel of a car but then they don't want to be held accountable for the consequence of killing somebody because they're their stupidity and why is the why are people get the little we call it a little slap on the hand for doing things why is that i'm gonna tell you why we know why we know why it's because our society says it's does it you can do you can choose whatever you want to do and don't have to worry about the consequence but sometimes it takes the consequence to get, I'm not, people that do things can still be saved. Hello? We got people in here that have done time. We have people at our church that have been to prison. Some work in the prison. <laughs> Some on probation. No, he wasn't, he was, his new job, he had a new job with the county on probation. But we have some that, but you know what? Their Holy Ghost feels right with God. All we like sheep have gone astray. I was just using that example. I don't want anybody to feel. But there are consequences to the decisions and the choices that we make. I'm overweight because of the choices I've made. I like chocolate cake. I like Rocky Road and pistachio ice cream together. I like fried chicken. I like... Good old baked potato was smothered in butter and bacon. Come on now. I don't get somebody shouting. But there's consequences. I'm working on it. I'm on that. I said, people know, I've been on a low car for a couple months. I said, I'm not a no car because I, everyone I go off a little bit, I, I said, well, I'm, I'm on a low car. That's lower than what I had. Sometimes it's a little less, sometimes it's no car, but I mean, hey, I'm working on it. And I've lost a little bit of weight. It's, again, a consequence of a choice. You get to make the choice, but you don't, have, you don't get to choose the consequence of that choice. Is this making sense to anybody? So I'm telling you tonight, some, God has given somebody an opportunity to choose Him, to choose the right way. And I'm telling you, there's a great consequence. There's joy unspeakable. The Holy Ghost is full of glory. The greatest thing that ever happened to me was being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm I'm going to try to close in just a second. Can I tell you tonight, though, that the way you're facing 
I ask the question, which way are you headed? The way you're facing, the direction that, that you're facing determines where you're headed. You find in Ezekiel chapter 21, verse 16, the prophet said, Go ye one way or the other, either on the right hand or on the left, whithersoever thy face is set. The face, the things you're looking to, the things you're looking at. Determines the direction we're headed. There's a reason why the rear view mirror is much smaller than your windshield. Because you're supposed to be looking out in front of you. And you just look in the back just to make sure there's nothing back there going to hurt you. You forget those things which are behind. But it is good to know your surroundings when you're driving a car. Pay attention to the signs, too, like the one way. That's always a good thing. Whithersoever thy face is set. You know the story. I'm not going to read the whole thing, tell the whole story, but we, you know the story about Lot, Lot's wife, his children. In Genesis chapter 13, the Bible says that Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves. The one from the other, Lot left Abraham. Abraham dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain. And what did he do? He faced towards Sodom. The Bible says that he, he pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. It matters which way you're facing. It matters which way you're headed. Because I find 13 verses or chapters later... Halfway through Genesis 13, Genesis 26, we read another young man named Isaac. And the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham, thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee and will bless thee and multiply thy seed for thy servant Abraham's sake. And he builded an altar there. And he called upon the name of the Lord. And he pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants digged a well. It matters which way you're facing. One said, I'm going to face wickedness and worldliness. But there was a man named Isaac that said, I'm going to face an altar. I'm going to put my face in an altar. Who I feel the Holy Ghost. I didn't know where we were going, but now I do. He said, I'm going to face an altar. And if I face an altar, there will be wells of living water springing up. It, oh, it matters. It matters. It matters which way we're facing. Lot went to Sodom and Gomorrah, left the city. Lot's wife turned back. She turned to a pillar of salt. One turned to salt. His life was salty. His life, the rest of it was bitter. But the one that turned his face to an altar had wells of living water. Can I tell somebody tonight? The way you take determines the blessing or the cursing. One was cursed. One was blessed. Why? How did it happen? It started with which way they faced. I'm looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. I'm not looking to the world for a good time. I'm looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. 
Let's stand in this house together, if you would. Jesus said again in Mark 8, For what shall it profit a man? He shall gain the whole world. And lose his own soul. What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Hardy said that, quoted the scripture Joshua in Joshua 24, he said, Choose you this day whom you'll serve. Whether the gods of your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, the gods of the Amorites. There were three major gods, by the way, precursor to Trinitarian false doctrine. But he said, As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Job chapter 23. Job said, He knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot hath held his steps, his way. His way. Not my way. Not the way the world's doing it. Not the way everyone else is going, but his way have I kept. And not declined this message tonight that I've preached it's based on one question which way are you headed which way are you going You're not living for God. You've never repented of your sin. You've never been baptized in Jesus' name. You've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost. All of that is being born again. If you've never been born again, I'm going to tell you, you can be born again tonight. If you feel like you've been walking away, you feel like I've not really had direction, I've just been kind of going with the flow of this world, and I don't feel like it's, I'm telling you, there is, there is a better way. There is a better way. How many, can I get a witness in the house? Somebody has found a better way. There's a better way. If you need the Holy Ghost, if you've never received the Holy Ghost, I believe you can receive it right here tonight. Church, how many believe people can get the Holy Ghost tonight? If you need the Holy Ghost, it's pretty simple. You can you pray a prayer of repentance. God, I'm sorry. I'm going to change. Somehow, some way, I found this way. I've come to a crossroads. I want to put those things behind me. Sister Joanna talked about it. I'm, I'm putting things behind me. I'm walking. I'm leaving this place in victory. That's what repentance starts. That's the process of repentance right there. And then you just begin, you can begin to praise and worship God. Magnify God and just ask God and receive the Holy Ghost. Nobody needs to bang you in the head to get it. Nobody needs to shake it into you. We get animated. I know we often do that because we're so excited because we got it. We know how good it is. But when you just begin to praise and worship God, after a truly repentant heart, I believe you can see the Holy Ghost. It's a promise. They asked Peter and the disciples and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and the 120 that were there. And if Mary, the mother of Jesus, who was preferred above all women, she had to repent and get the Holy Ghost, and she's a whole lot better person I'll ever be. Guess what? I think I need to repent and get the Holy Ghost too. Hello. 
Mary, the mother of Jesus, repented, was baptized in Jesus' name, received the gift of the Holy Ghost. His own mother followed the same plan of salvation. And they looked around and they said, what must we do to be saved? And Peter preached, the, he preached Jesus. He preached the way. And what did Jesus and, Acts, or, or, and Peter say? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sin, all your sins are washed away. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Isn't that a beautiful thing? All those things are behind. Behold, all things have become new. Forgetting those things which are behind. All those things are washed away. He said, and you shall receive. You shall receive that future perfect thing. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you and to your children and all those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That means... Jesus is no respect of persons. Red, yellow, black, white, brown, pink, polka dot, English, Spanish, German, Japanese, Chinese. He doesn't care what you look like, what you act like. You're a soul. He loves every one of us the same. And His promise of the Holy Ghost is for everybody. So this is what we're going to do tonight. Anybody that wants to repent and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, or if you've already got the Holy Ghost, and you want a refilling of the Holy Ghost. We talked about that at lunch today. What we need is a refilling. I want to invite you to step out and come up to the altar. If you want to come and kneel or stand, you want to pray where you're at, that's fine. There will be some that will gather around you. I'm going to give you an opportunity. We have two up here already seeking here. Anyone that wants to come, Church family, why don't we all come and gather in? If there's someone that's coming and praying, why don't you find somebody to pray? Pray the prayer of repentance. Pray the prayer of repentance. God wants to baptize somebody with the Holy Ghost tonight. Somebody's going to leave changed. Somebody's going to leave with joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. Somebody's going to leave go a different way than the way they came. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And all over this house, church, if you haven't come to the front, would you at least help us pray? Lift up your hands and your voices, calling on the name of the Lord. Let's make this house right now a house of prayer. Someone needs to be.